Hey there, you're listening to the How To School for Health Coaches. I'm Julia Sarver, and I created this podcast for health coaches who know they want more. Listen, I've been where you are, excited about building something special, but not sure how to actually make it happen. That's what this podcast is all about, showing you the step-by-step process for launching and growing your thriving coaching practice. It's time to tap into your potential. Let's get into the episode. Hey there, health coach friends. It's Julia, and I want to say thank you for coming back to the How-To School for Health Coaches. I'm so grateful to have this opportunity to connect with you all in this space. And today's episode is a little bit different. And in fact, I was really hesitant to share this episode because it can be hard to open up and be vulnerable about what's really going on. And I think that's especially true in an industry that has a lot of dogma and ideas about how we're supposed to do things in the right And I'm definitely using air quotes for that word, but lots of ideas about how to do things the right way. And not to mention the fact that my literal job is teaching coaches and course creators how to build their businesses. But here's the thing. The world is just not okay right now. And since we are all part of the world, it shouldn't be surprising that so many of us aren't okay. I also know I'm not the only person going through this, and I want to open up a discussion here about how we can move forward when things feel really tough, because that's how things are for me right now. They're feeling really tough. I'm having a hard time getting motivated by basically everything. And even though it's summer where I am, I just want to burrow under my covers and not come out until spring. So I hope it's okay that I'm having a different kind of conversation with you today. And I want to open the door to us continuing to talk about this stuff. Because the truth is that although having the right funnel in place is really important in your online coaching practice, it's also important to understand that sometimes things are just hard, that sometimes the weight of being the CEO can feel really heavy. And as someone who has been doing this work for over 12 years, I'm here to tell you that it's really not an issue of if you start to feel this, it's an issue of when. And I want you to be prepared, and I want you to know that nothing is wrong with you, and that although things feel hard right now, they won't always feel this way. So let's dig into the things that I do when I'm in a funk that help me keep my business afloat, but also give me the space to increase my own self-care, because I know for sure that it's a balance of both. I'm not going to be able to willpower my way out of it. I actually have to do the work of continuing my business, but I also have to do the work which for me is actually harder, of loving myself through the hard spots. And I'm the CEO of this six-figure business, and I'm the sole income earner for my family. So even when things feel hard, I can't fully give up. I have responsibilities to my family, to my clients, to my team, and even to you. So I want to share with you how I find the balance. First, I recommit to my mantra of doing less, but doing it better. That means that I focus most on the highest priorities in my business. For me, that's making sure I'm serving my clients and anyone who's joined one of my programs. That's just a non-negotiable for me. Then I always look to make sure that I have a plan for bringing in income. Because even though I love the work I do, I also have bills to pay and a family to support. And that means that I need to be thinking about cash flow and whether I need to make adjustments to my launch calendar. After I've taken care of those two things, I do what I can to continue to grow and relate to my community. 
because the truth is that we all need a community when we make offers and understanding and connecting with our community really is a critical part of long-term business success. Now, ideally, I would have everything scheduled in advance so that if I find myself in a funk, I don't have to worry so much about the connection piece or the newsletter or even the topics for this, this podcast. But in all honesty, I'm not always ahead of the game. And this week, that's actually a good thing because it means I was able to make a last minute shift on my focus for the week. And I really think this is an important conversation to be having. In terms of practical advice, I rely heavily on timers when I'm not feeling motivated. I know it might sound silly, but I found that using the Pomodoro technique is a great way for me to focus and get work done quickly. I also find that the timers help to keep me from overthinking what I need to get done. If I have a limited amount of time to complete a task, then I also have to make decisions a lot faster, and that really does keep me on track. So the next thing I do when I'm in a funk to help love myself through it, but also keep my business going, is that I increase my self-care and my self-love by a lot. There are some things that might seem obvious that I do to help keep me grounded, like making sure I get time to myself every day. I also let dinners in our house become simpler. I choose books that are more about letting me have fun and giving me a kind of a mental escape rather than books that require me to learn or think really deeply. I meditate every day, even if it's just for five minutes. I make sure that I get outside every day. I exercise every day, even if it's just 10 minutes. And I find space for quiet, which means I might go for a walk without having a podcast or an audiobook going. And although I wish I could do that every day, I do that at least a couple times a week because I know I need that mental quiet space. I've also found that even though I use social media for my business, sometimes the constant access and hearing everyone else's opinions isn't actually that good for my mental health and my well-being, especially because there are a lot of opinions that we all know are loud and dogmatic, and they don't really help me become a better person in my own life. When I'm in a funk like I am now, I take social media apps off my phone to make sure I'm not just mindlessly scrolling. There are some other things I do that I think are forms of deep self-care and self-love that might not be so obvious. So one thing I do is that I stop expecting so much of myself. I give myself permission to just say, I don't know if I don't know the answer to something. I give myself the mental space to just be and to not always be doing or just feeling like I'm supposed to be doing things. I also stop consuming content. Now, I know that might be weird for me to say as a content creator, but when I'm in a deep funk, I take a break from learning and personal growth. I create space for me to just be me without having to know all the answers all the time and without feeling like I have to always be, you know, working on this or doing this self-improvement, even though I think those things are important. If I can notice that I'm not really at my best, I actually take a break during that time. I also prioritize what I need over what I think I need to be for everybody else. And trust me, that is way easier to say than it is to do. But one of the ways I do this is by simply naming what's going on for me. Now, if you've been following me at all, you know I have two children. I have two sons. They're aged three and seven. And I think they're old enough to, to know if I'm having a rough day. I just say to my kids, I'm feeling kind of grumpy today. I'm not sure why, but I just want you to know, you know, and then they know that there are days when I 
get to be grumpy. There are days when their dad is grumpy. And I really want my kids to know that feelings are okay and valid and that we don't always have to snap out of it. I think it helps to show them that I'm a fully feeling person just like they are. And it started some really great conversations with my older son. And I really do think he is more caring and empathetic because he knows that everyone has hard days. And he also knows that he gets to have hard days and that we'll figure it out together. And speaking of together, I'll tell my husband too, because in our family, we work together as a team and then he can know that I need a little extra support instead of him trying to read my mind and guess what I need. I just ask for what I need or I say, I'm really feeling off today. I don't know what I need, but I just need you to know that I'm not feeling like myself. And I have found that naming what's going on is actually a really deep form of self-care and self-love. Just acknowledging something's off. I need, I'm going to need some help the next few days. Okay. Third, I try to have more fun. Now, This is totally embarrassing, but I really struggle with fun. I am really good at making lists and strategizing things, but good old-fashioned fun? I'm not even sure what the heck that is anyway. When I think about having fun, it usually involves deep conversations with a close friend about issues like oppression. And although I love having these kinds of conversations and talking about all the ways that we can smash the patriarchy, I also know they aren't necessarily helping my nervous system calm down. So... Here's what I do for fun. Our family has been going to a weekly concert on a lawn in our neighborhood. That has been such a great chance to just check out and play and connect with people in our community. I also play with my kids every day, but I make sure that I'm super present. There is no checking my phone when we're building a magnetiles castle. I also make time for short moments of fun because I really am trying to prioritize fun every day. But I also know that for so many of us, our days already feel so full and I don't want you to feel like fun is a chore. So do something that is short, but also feels good to you. For me, that's 10 minutes of silly dancing with my kids. We put on the most ridiculous songs and just dance around and often we'll end up having a dance contest, which results in my oldest son break dancing on the floor. And that's always fun to watch, right? I also will just sometimes spend 15 minutes reading a book that feels a little bit like mind trash. So just giving me this chance to escape into a fantasy world, something that doesn't require me to think super hard about it, but just gives me an opportunity to escape reality. My kids and I will also often turn on our bubble machine in the front yard and chase and pop bubbles. That's actually really fun and results in us giggling a ton. And I've even been listening to the audiobook of Harry Potter while washing the dishes instead of my usual personal growth or business book. I really do think fun is a key factor to feeling better. So I really am dedicated to finding a way to make it part of my daily routine. And I have to say, if you have any ideas for me, please DM me. You can find me over on Instagram at The Confident Health Coach because it is not my strong suit. It's something that just really feels challenging for me still and I'm still learning how to do it. Okay, and the fourth thing I have been doing, which is actually a new thing that I've been doing, I have been trying to quit every day. So this is a concept that I learned from Glennon Doyle. She's an author and she's a a social justice advocate And she talks about how quitting is what keeps her going. 
And because she does work on very heavy topics all day long, she shared that the reason that she can keep doing the work is because she wakes up in the morning and she cares the most about the issues she's working on. And that might be humanitarian aid in places like Haiti. It might have to do with addressing systemic racism or misogyny. And she also works a lot with LGBTQIA rights. So this is really important stuff, but it can get heavy if you're carrying it all day long. But she says that although she cares the most every day, she also gets to a point every day where she just stops caring at all. She lets herself release it all because she recognizes that if she doesn't take a break, she's going to burn out entirely. And that's not helpful for anyone. So I've been paying a lot of attention to my internal energy, and I've realized that I'm feeling pretty worn out. So I have been practicing quitting every day. I work hard on my business and I care the most in the morning, and then I give myself a break and I stop caring at all. I'm also letting myself have a break from the nonstop chatter in my head about the state of the world. I try to do something to help as many days of the week as I can, whether that's supporting a friend, supporting a client, often making a financial donation, or sometimes I might share something educational. And as long as I've done something, I allow myself to stop caring. And I have to tell you, I think it's helping. So let's recap the four things I do to help myself stay grounded and on track when things are just feeling really heavy and overwhelming. So the first thing I mentioned is that I go back to making sure I'm doing less, but doing it better, which means I'm focused even more on my priorities, really heavily on my clients who are already working with me and my income stream next. And then after that, community connections. The second thing I do is I increase my self-love and self-care on a deep level. It's more than just a bubble bath. This is about what are the things that are sucking your energy and how can you create some good boundaries around them? The third thing I'm doing is I'm prioritizing fun. And like I said, this is not easy for me. I'm, I tend to be a very serious person. So I'm trying to have more fun intentionally and I'm trying to make time for fun every single day. I also quit caring every day and I do that so that I can keep caring tomorrow. On a final note, I just want to say, you know, I'm not saying that these are for sure the right answers for everyone. And I also want to make sure that if you're finding yourself in a funk that you just can't get yourself out of, please make the time to seek the support of a therapist or a doctor. And in fact, I'm actually doing that myself right now. I do know that these core activities help me and I wanted to share them because so many of you have told me that you're struggling right now and in case they're helpful for you. And because I think this conversation is just so important, I would really love to connect with you on social. You can find me on Instagram at The Confident Health Coach and please feel free to DM me with your thoughts and experiences over the last few months. Like I was saying earlier, if you have ideas for fun, send them my way because really, again, that is definitely a growing edge for me. And if you haven't yet, I'd love to invite you to join my free group that's just for health coaches over on Facebook. It's called the Confident Health Coach Insider Circle. You can just search for that. It'll pop up. And I'm also going to link to the group in our show notes, which you can find at theconfidenthealthcoach.com 06. So I want to say thank you for sticking with me today. I know this was a different conversation. And thank you for taking the time to listen because this is an important conversation. And I really hope that you are doing okay and that the world will feel better for us all soon. Bye for now.